0: Welcome back to a Monday episode of Dirt Talk 59.5. Yes, sir. I got, it, I got it right. It only took me quite a few tries to get it right. but I could, I could put that in the outline too, probably. I don't know. I probably should ask you before we started recording. <laughs> but here we are. It's actually Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, we are recording it for next Monday. I think this is ideally the new schedule. We record these on Monday for the following Monday now. Sure. Rather than Friday or last minute on Sunday, Sunday afternoon for eight hours later. I knew this would be. uh, I I knew there would be a little a twinge of regret starting these Monday podcasts every week because now you've set the, the expectation for a podcast every single week, Mm -hmm. and I used to think this was just talking, but it's there's a little bit more to it. Sure, we need to be right in the in the right mood. You need Mm -hmm. to have stuff to talk about. You need to be just interesting in general, which for me it's debatable, but I'm doing my best.
1: Well, I feel like the last two we've done, we've kind of rolled in sort of like easy going, like hanging out. Like, uh, yeah, we'll turn the mics on. We'll catch up. Yeah. This one's like, we have work. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I I like the easy going. I still want to be going in that direction, but I also want to give people a reason to come back and listen. Yeah. But the cool thing is we are in an untapped market with people in construction with a lot of idle windshield time true i'd say that's like our core core group mm-hmm. core audience here yeah and it really is somewhat of a captive audience it can't go anywhere no the bar <laughs> is pretty low to step over mm-hmm. so if we just step over it i think we're okay yeah but we're doing our best
1: i appreciate that you're here appreciate that you're making the time aaron thank for you talk. thank you
0: i do what i can been a lot of meetings today but here we are making time for the podcast um so one issue with recording a monday podcast on friday and then another one on monday is that we've already kind of talked about the stuff for this week mm-hmm. last week in this week's episode which was published this morning
1: yeah it's true there's a couple things we can touch on couple uh, things um but you're right not a lot has changed since then.
0: No, no. So that is one issue, but we are ironing out the wrinkles. And so this next Monday podcast will be recorded on Monday and hopefully Monday and Monday and Monday.
1: And then our, well, everything will line up just fine.
0: Everything will line up
1: just fine. Yeah. I like that yeah. attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, let's jump into uh, just some BuildWit happening, some things happening in the company. Um, I think the kind of most obvious thing for what we're all thinking about in BuildWit itself is... We've uh, got these MSHA training happening this week.
0: Yeah, I put that on the schedule back in January. I think it was January. It was a while mm-hmm. back. I, I looked at, I was like, all right, I'm going to schedule this way out, send lots of reminders. Been a big um, fat bar on my calendar for a while. Yeah, but here it is the week of, and everyone's a little panicky mm-hmm. about it because it's three days of not being able to work yeah. and actually having to look at your computer. It would be more helpful I think if it was just in person, mm-hmm. which is what we're going to do, we're eventually going to just get someone. Do they typically do that? Mm-hmm. Or that's like an option? No, it's typically in person. Okay. It's it's just a better way to do it. Sure. And it's more laid back and more flexible. And I honestly, you learn a little bit better yeah. when it's in person. And and just with a, a little bit more flexible of an agenda, you still have to check some boxes. But um, we're going to try to get a trainer, someone as certified blue card holder within our business after this one go around sure, to do this long-term, I think is the best way to do That'd it. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. And then the nice thing is too with part 48 is you have to do 24 hours once. And then from here every year, it's just eight hour refresher.
1: And that sounds like a lot more manageable in terms of, you know, we get to a year from now and you say, All right, hey team, you know, this month, um, find a day or, you know, in these two weeks, pick a day that's the day you're doing your eight hours or however we want to do that
0: it's a little bit more flexible when it's mm-hmm. just a day three days it's a total pain in the ass yeah yeah um, but there's no good way to do it you just have to rip the band-aid off and make it happen and it's this is not you know a lot of training for other companies is about lowering insurance premiums as mm-hmm. I've found and limiting legal liability for us or this doesn't lower any premiums and it doesn't Really, lit us rid us of any legal liability. We're doing it just because it's the right thing to do. Uh, It'll make our business better. It'll help differentiate us. It'll help educate our people on the hazards in the world of mining and just job sites in general. So it'll give us an opportunity to, watch, shake hands with danger as a business, Mm -hmm. which we talked about in the last episode. We did. Mm -hmm. So there's 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 real reasons, and as a leader, I try to justify every decision we make so everyone buys into it rather than oh, shit, I just have to go to this training because they're just forcing it down my throat with no explanation because you have to. No, you don't have to. This is, and we don't legally have to do this. This is why we're doing it. And there's good reasons behind it. And hopefully everybody's bought in. If they're not, then tough shit. Yeah. Uh,
1: how many uh, hands would it take to count the number of um, marketing companies in America that will have done this training?
0: Um, I don't, I can't think of any. <laughs> there might be there might be some marketing creative people that have been through Part Forty Eight. I don't think we're first on that, but I don't know of any companies that have put their entire business of thirty plus people through it. Uh, it's it's a lot of money. I yeah. explained on my post today on Instagram. It's over a fifty thousand dollar investment for us to take three days off to do this and to spend money on the training in the first place. So yeah. it's it's a sizable that's a sizable sum of money mm-hmm. to lay out on the table for the sake of. Educating and keeping everyone safe, but as people say, when it comes to safety, you can't really put a dollar amount on it. You can't. No. Um, so that's M training, and that's tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday.
1: Yep, looking forward to it. And it's it is going to be a little dry, I'm sure, but it's also like a great uh, kind of window into that world and the things that you know our our team members that don't come from. Specifically, the dirt world, we'll be able to you know, see a lot of it all at once um, in a way I think is probably
0: pretty valuable. It's going to be really good for the new hires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of new hires, we've got two people starting this week. Two people. Mm-hmm. Who do we have starting? Uh,
1: we've got Narisa starting this week. Um, she's a talent acquisition manager, um, mm-hmm. and Caitlin is a brand manager.
0: Narisa is really exciting her coming on board because she's been recruiting for waste management for a while.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Oh,
0: awesome. Yeah. So she's already been in the blue collar world Mm -hmm. and that's an extension of our new build with people business, which is focused entirely on recruiting. Yep. Um, It's a big need in this industry, uh, but unfortunately there aren't very many recruiters that speak the language of the industry and the recruitment model is somewhat broken. I just, it's just a weird model of incentivizing people to fill positions when they might not be the best person for that position, but they filled it. So the company's happy because now they don't have a gap in their business. And the talent acquisition company's happy because now they get the, the percentage of their salary or whatever it may be. It's a weird model. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're starting to play around with a new model. That's better for the dirt world, better for our partners. And she's that, that first official hire for that business. Before we've recruited for our partners a while, we had Shauna. Shauna had to leave for, for personal reasons. And then Matt Biddle came in. He was recruiting for partners. And then we figured out, oh, good grief, we need someone focused entirely on recruiting for mm-hmm. us. <laughs> so we took Matt and made him focused on BuildWit 100%. So that left a gap to fill, which is what Marisa is yeah. filling. And then Caitlin is here to help on the brand and project management front, which I know Kate and Lori and everybody are they're drowning right now.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Lori's talked about um, how excited she was to kind of start building out her team. Um, and how badly she needed good people. Um, and she's clearly been doing that in the last couple of weeks. Some really killer people have started.
0: Yeah. And, and that's one of the big changes too, is it's not, you know, Lori's moving to a higher, higher role mm-hmm. later this year. And we'll talk about that as, as it unfolds, it's not quite there yet, but it's really the strategy team because we're removing Lori, like we've done with removing me from the creative business. So it's not necessarily Lori's team or, you know, over creative, it's not my team or there's no, nobody's really owning teams anymore. It's, you know, Hey, we're all one here. We're all under the same mission. Lori's moving to that bigger picture. So Lo- moving Lori out, mo- you know, creates a significant gap, and that's the gap we're trying to fill with mm-hmm. the moving Lori out, and then the demand creates that significant gap, and that's why we're trying to attack from yeah. both angles right now. And they're doing a great job at filling it. Well, and she's a a great
1: person to to teach, um, and and train these great people we've brought on to be like. Here's what our business needs. Here's what our partners need. Yeah. Um, and so
0: I'm excited to see what that team does. I agree. It, they're, they're already doing great things. Everyone's doing great things. Yeah. Dan and I were just talking today. We were like, we could put our team up against anybody. I would bet on our team 10 out of 10 times. It's, it's pretty cool what we're starting to put together. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's new folks and we'll have another new person next week.
1: And yeah, then we, never just, ends.
0: we had someone sign an offer letter this past weekend, which I'm really excited about, but we'll talk about him when he comes on board in a few weeks too. Sure.
1: Um, did I hear that you might be taking some time off next week? You did.
0: Yes. I, so I read, I read that book, No Rules Rules. Yep. We, we cited it last podcast. And part of it is about the lack of their time off policy, which I've been a big fan of too. We've never had a formal time off policy, um, but it hasn't been defined as no time off policy. It's always just been like flexible, like do whatever you want. But the point made in the book was, you know, as a leader, if you're not taking time off, then no one's going to be taking time off. Mm-hmm. So I decided to take, to make it a rule, an unspoken rule for myself that I would be taking a week, a quarter off. Yeah. So a week, quarter, one, two, three, and then Q4, end of the year, we have two weeks off at Christmas for the whole company. Yeah. And that's just automatic. So that's a total of five weeks, which is pretty fair to model that it's okay to take time off mm-hmm. in the business. So that's what I'm doing. I'm not necessarily excited about it. Um, Jessica was saying this morning, she's like, no, it's good. You, you, you don't want to burn yourself out. I'm like, I, I'm feeling okay right now. I don't really feel burnt out, um, but I'm doing it. So I'm this Friday flying to Colorado to spend time in Denver with my family up until Sunday. So we'll be there, Well, th- th- I'm flying there Thursday night. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday fly to Phoenix Sunday night, go to Tucson for a day mm-hmm. to see my sister. She goes to the University of Arizona, spend some time with her down there, and then spend a few days in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, admittedly, I can't just totally take time off, so I am visiting some dirt sure, and looking at some dirt while I'm in Arizona. Well,
1: it's what you love also, so if it's, if it's truly
0: some time for yourself, aren't you going to enjoy it? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going out to uh, Tanaha Caterpillar's facility down in Tucson. Yeah. And then I'm going to see Blunt Contracting and maybe maybe Rummelwom out there. Not sure about that one yet. And that, those are just for fun. It's, there's no reason why I need to go see any of them. Well, um, I look forward to it for you. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think it'll be great for you. And also, I think it's important for you to um,
0: take time off before you desperately need it. <laughs> and and that's, that's probably for everybody. And that's the thing too. It's like... I look at time off as a bad thing, but there's a very positive benefit to it. Yeah. And that's I can let my mind chill out for a little bit. I can be more creative. I can create that space mm-hmm. that I think I need right now. Yeah. So it's a very positive thing. And I am looking forward to taking some time off. Well, I
1: appreciate the example you're setting. I'll take some time off soon and I'll think about your example. Please
0: do. <laughs> that's that's the goal here. But to all of our loyal listeners, our enormous fan base. Mm-hmm. Our, our enormous captive audience driving somewhere across the country right now, going to your job site, do not fear. We will still have a Monday episode for you. Oh, it'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I can take time off, but I can't just let the podcast and, and let our listeners down. So I will be recording our Monday podcast next Monday while mm-hmm. I'm on vacation. Well, the podcast is bigger than you, Aaron. You know, as a leader, you have to make those sacrifices. <laughs> and uh, that's a sacrifice I guess I have to make. Which is what you do. hmm um,
1: Do you have anything to, to update our listeners about our new office getting worked on? What's the
0: newest status? Like we're talking about our listeners, like we have so many. Um, office, I was just- We need just, five friends to learn about y- yeah, it. Yeah, our good friends. I was just there before the podcast and they are working on- the window frames. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they are actively working on our window frames. Unfortunately, two by fours don't cut it. Uh, it was pretty raw last time I saw. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mind it. It was but cool, the but designer, it was I asked our designer like, so do we have to frame them? And she's like, no, we're framing them. Like, um, right. Well, I guess that's not about all win. So we're framing the windows. And then this week is plumbing. They're going to start opening up the floor to put in the plumbing for our bathrooms. And our kitchen mm-hmm. are the big plumbing items. And then mechanicals going to start up on the AC work. Awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Just the little things, you know, got to have them.
0: It's super cool to even see something like a guy's in there right now with a table saw, not doing a whole lot, but just the fact there's a guy in our office with a table saw is very exciting because that is the first table saw that's been in our office. Well,
1: there was like a lot of workout equipment in there for a while. It wasn't yours. No. Somebody's workout equipment was in there.
0: It was mystery workout equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some mystery um, fitness expert
1: mm-hmm. who
0: would have to go up there and get a
1: quick workout in before it'd I don't be, even know what. It'd be moved the next time you get there. So somebody was coming up there and using it mm-hmm. soon.
0: Yeah. but We un- have doors. Unfortunately, no more gym facilities <laughs> for them. They have to go to LA Fitness or yep, wherever. That's fine. So that's the, uh, that's the office for we, for us.
1: Cool. Um, Is the team traveling anywhere? Uh,
0: I guess this next week, most people are homebound for MSHA. Everyone's around. Eric, he actually did his part 48 like a month ago when he came on or not even a month ago. It was probably like many months ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's the only one lucky son of a bitch that got out of it this week. So he's going up to Pennsylvania just for fun, but he's probably going to look at some dirt on the way up because he has a problem like I do. And then uh, next week, we might be doing Texas and Southern California, San Diego, J.W. Fowler. Again. Nice. Texas is up in the air. We're not sure who we're visiting yet. Mm-hmm. We're deciding between two contractors right now.
1: Does, that, uh, does a trip to
0: Texas bring out any Briscoes? Uh, Matt Briscoe will go out there. Cool. Yep. And then Matt will come on my California trip um, early April, but I'll break down my California trip in a week or two once the time gets closer. Sure. It's going to be an absolute monster, though. I was talking to Dan this morning. Probably my coolest trip all in to date. Really? Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's how a monster. Do you know how long? Two weeks. Two weeks? And it's... So, I'll be there 11 days, and it's 15 companies.
1: Ooh. Well, uh, you'll definitely deserve a, a nice nap afterwards. I, uh,
0: yeah. And that alarm is reminding us that we need to be doing our Shaw system test or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think just to make sure there are no uh, technical difficulties for tomorrow.
0: So we will get off the podcast, press pause on the record button, do our system test, and then we'll be back with your questions. Do we have any questions? Oh, We've got some good questions this week. We've got some good questions. Great. Then we will be back right after this message, which there's no message here. From from no sponsor. Trick. Yeah. Enjoy this message from our sponsors. And we are back. Hopefully you enjoyed that message from our sponsor. (laughs) Who's our sponsor today,
1: Alex? Man, I'm so far removed from us ever having a sponsor. I can't even think of a fake one. Mm. It's just not us. From BuildWit Media Group.
0: Sure. Yeah. Dirt (laughs) Talk brought to you by BuildWit. We can sponsor ourselves. (laughs) It's a little disingenuine, but... Hey,
1: I, but I think it's cool in terms of uh, what we've promised. We're never going to have any ads, except talking about our own company
0: on Monday. Nothing wrong with that. I think it's cool. A little, a little self-promotion, never mm-hmm. hurt anybody. But yes, you are our advertisers, so thanks for sharing. Yeah, that's true. Like I ask every single time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, like we promised, we, we said we were going to get to questions of the week, and so... Let's go. Uh, first question from John Hawks.
1: Skip loaders are used a lot here in California. Why are they not used more in other
0: places on smaller job sites? Honestly, I wish I knew why. Because I grew up in Arizona and they're, they're everywhere. They're called like Gannon Tractors skip loaders. So they're, they're like the little farming tractor mm-hmm. with a loader front end. A canopy, usually like just a ROPS. They're usually they're open air. Sometimes the real fancy ones have a cab. And then in the back is like a grading box.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And guys in Arizona, they'll be, be like old timers with one of those things, or you can run it just on an older tractor. Holy smokes, they can go grade a whole parking lot using one of those. Every paving contractor, every dirt contractor, everybody has Gannon tractors, skip loaders. Interesting. But... Out here, I guess they're not common because of all the rock, because they they would just suck in rock. So I guess a lot of it is soil conditions. They're just not like, I'm speaking from Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever been on a job site in Nashville, Tennessee, you'll see that there's not a whole lot of dirt. It's just rock.
1: Is um, In Arizona, is it common for homes to have basements? No. Same thing here.
0: Very rare. Yeah. Yeah. And here, yeah, it's geological. I guess Arizona similar. But I wish I could answer that question. I've always wondered the same thing. So if you know, please write to us because I would I would love to know if there's an actual reason for it or if the reason is we just don't do that, which I'm thinking is probably it. Like it's just not designed in a way that benefits these types of conditions. No, sometimes it's just it's like some regions just have a certain machine or method of doing something oh, okay. that isn't present present in the United States. Elsewhere, mm-hmm. uh, and it could work elsewhere, but there's just like, nope, it's just the way. Like, like for don't. example, there's sand cans up in Minnesota with Vite, with or in California, another California thing is slope boards on dozers. Every dozer has a slope board out mm-hmm. there. Or on the East Coast, you have track loaders, and everyone's like you're an idiot if you don't learn a track loader and then you'll go to some places like southern california or arizona where you will never see a track loader.
1: Okay. Just how it is. California. Sorry, I, John.
0: Yeah, there's some weird quirks to the industry.
1: You know, we're trying to answer all your questions at dirt talk at buildwit.com,
0: but sometimes we just can't. And that's important. I don't and I've never claimed to really know everything, Mm -hmm. and I will never know everything. There's more and more that I am in an understanding that I don't know. And I, unlike many people on the internet, are okay with not knowing stuff and admitting (laughs) that I don't necessarily know what I'm talking about.
1: Well, isn't that like a big part of education? The more you learn, the more you realize you don't
0: know anything. Well, I read a quote, and this is, I'm going to butcher it, but the first step in learning is realizing what you don't know. And you can't learn unless you admit and, and humble yourself that, yeah, maybe I don't know as much on a certain subject as I thought I did. And it's funny, I th- we might have touched on this in another podcast, if you, if you learn a little bit about a subject you have an inflated sense of confidence. And that's the really dangerous place. That's why they say, you know, just enough to be dangerous. Exactly. And because you think you're more competent than you really are, but you haven't had that experience yet to humble you and to show how much you still have to learn.
1: It's like when a 16-year-old gets their driver's license. They're like,
0: I own the road, baby. Correct. <laughs> it's exa- it, you start to, once you understand that concept, the Dunning-Kruger effect, you start to see it everywhere. Yep. And I've started to see it with myself in a lot of different ways scenarios too. That's one of my biggest fears with putting the entire company through MSHA training mm-hmm. is instilling a false sense of understanding in what actual job site safety, mind safety looks like. Because without the practical component, it's, you, don't, you don't know what's going on. Sure, And without experience, you don't know what's going on. So I don't know what's going on because I'm lacking the experience. Yeah.
1: Well, we're all just trying to figure it out, man. We are. Some of us are good at it. Some of us are bad
0: at it we're trying to hire people that are better at it than sure. worse at it but the internet like i said originally not the best representation of that
1: mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm,
0: mm-mm. all you experts out
1: there uh, well thanks john uh, that's a good question sorry we don't have a extremely comprehensive answer for you but we touched on a couple other topics that could be helpful i don't or more think, interesting
0: i don't think you'll find a single comprehensive answer here in general On our podcast? Yes. Yeah, you will not. This is not the place for (laughs) comprehension. So like, here's what I think.
1: I think. Exactly. Uh, Cool. Well, next question. Jared Talbot. Uh, Aaron has talked about visiting 40 states last year. Which 10 states has he not visited? Has the chief dirt
0: nerd been to all 50 states? I've not been all 50 states. So the ones, I don't know about last year, but that would require a little bit more thinking. The ones I have not been to are Alaska Never been to Alaska, mm-hmm. which is a damn shame. South Dakota. Okay. I've never been there. Louisiana. Never been to Louisiana. I want, I, these are all places I'd love to go. Named good states so far. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Vermont. So I've been to 46 out of 50 states in the union.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And the District of Columbia.
1: Well, there's probably some good dirt work happening in all those states.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I would absolutely love to get up to Alaska at some point. I want to see the ice road work oh, yeah. in the middle of winter. That'd be really cool. Um, South Dakota has a bunch of cool stuff going on. Vermont, Sergeant Corporation dabbles in Vermont. It's mm-hmm. just like driving back east is a lot slower than the driving out west that I'm used to. Just yeah. open interstates, no problems, no traffic. It's all tight up there. Yeah, in Louisiana, we have an upcoming trip with, to Louisiana with uh, North American Coal. They run a mine down there Yeah. Um, when it's less wet and it's raining today. So I would say it's still wet, but when it gets less wet is when we'll go to Louisiana.
1: Well, when it gets less wet, it'll still be this hilariously humid. Yeah. So you're never going to get fully dry in Louisiana, but you can get
0: it's, close. It's a fair point, but I've never been there for myself. So I don't know.
1: Well, and that sounds like a good reason to go.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Louisiana. What,
1: what? Shout out. Um, thanks, Jared. Good question. Uh, Last question is from Cooper Connell. Uh, He says, I was wondering if you could try to do an episode or two in the future with some land clearing slash forestry guests.
0: Yes. And he did mention that he loved the Bellwether episode. Well, funny enough, we actually just embarked on a new project with a very famous land clearing right away company, Phillips and Jordan, um, that you will start to see I don't, there's really no reason to keep that quiet now that it's official. Mm -hmm. We met with them last week, um, worked out a project that we can start on with Phillips and Jordan in Knoxville. And we'll be uh, visiting job sites around the United States, checking what they do out. And they do a lot of remarkable land clearing, right away work. It's, that's what they started out with. That's what, that's what put them on the map to begin with. They do a lot of dirt work, mining, all sorts of stuff now. But um, I am, really excited to see some of the some of the land clearing they do and they their machines are just absolutely wild when it comes to land clearing mm-hmm. cuz they 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 customize all their equipment themselves so oh wow yeah apparently they have this beautiful shop where they outfit all their dozers and excavators and everything with custom guarding and they just they look like monsters cool and um it'll be really cool to see and people there's like this such a weird negativity around land clearing and logging. But in reality, it's such a well thought out business and well thought out industry when it comes to logging. So we'll do what we can as far as getting people on the podcast when it comes to land clearing and logging. But the reality is we don't dabble in it as much as I would like to dabble in it. Because you either have, like in the Southeast, you have really small contractors. And it doesn't really make sense for us to work with them. Bellwether was an exception Mm -hmm. to that rule. And then up in the West Coast, you have these enormous monsters and it's still a pretty old school business. So as far as media, creative work, what we do, it's just not there yet. Mm -hmm. And it's not really dirt world. It's a gray area because they still use badass heavy equipment, but it's not necessarily dirt. So we would do it if the opportunities came up, but we're not seeking it out at the same time. Sure. We like to be disciplined and stick to what we're best at. And that is dirt. And someone is vigorously okay. honking their horn up front. Those, those were good questions, though. Yeah. That was a good, and I know you, you got one from Garrett Wilson, because he sent me a screenshot of it. Yeah, I don't know if we can read that one on the podcast. We can't, we can't do that. Um, that's not, not something we can read. But Garrett, we did get your message.
1: We've thoughtfully considered it and decided to not read it on the podcast.
0: Yeah, but that's, that's Garrett in a nutshell for you. However, I do have an update uh, on a, on a past question Okay, that, that Dirt Talk alum Pat Allen asked, Sure, which was, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold, hold, hold on, I'm with you, I'm with hold you. Hold on, i I'm sorry. And Alex Alex Burnett. Alex Burnett. Alex Burnett. So I knew I, I it was exactly what I'd said. I, I've been talking to this guy, shooting the shit with him for a long time now, but he just had some username and there's no name associated with the username. Um he reached out, says, Hey, this is me. So clearly, busted, he listens to the podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ha. And he said, I'd love to be on Dirt Talk, so we're gonna get him on oh, cool. in a few weeks. Fun. And he does equipment training for a big company up in Canada. Oh, awesome. Have we had any Canadians on the podcast? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And do we have any partners that do work in Canada at all? No, so I've I've thought about Canada and we'll be going up there. Yeah. If sooner or later. There's a lot of opportunity that fits right into what we're doing up there, but it's just it's also full of complexity that I don't necessarily want to take on right now. Sure. Uh, and and we've addressed the international work in the past. Yeah. But I think he's our officially our first Canadian. No. No. Well, technically, we had Richie Brothers on. They're a Canadian business. True. However, I don't think either of the people that were on it were Canadian. I don't think so. Carrie and Matt. I think they're both Americans, not Canadians.
1: And are, are they? They're not based here.
0: In Nashville? Uh-huh. No.
1: Oh no. Don't the Ritchie brothers have um, like a pretty big facility here?
0: They have big facilities everywhere. Okay. Well, they're like Caterpillar. They're just everywhere. Over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 They have a big. It's like you'll b- drive by on the interstate or something like that. Yeah. It'll be like Ritchie Brothers, and it'll be this enormous yard of equipment mm-hmm. that's going to go up for auction at some point. They have those everywhere.
1: Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. See, even I'm learning something.
0: Yeah. If you're ever in the market for a, uh, maybe a used skid steer or used Pete truck, sure. I don't, they got a little bit of everything. Their school bus. Ooh. Uh,
1: I am kind of obsessed with um, watching like videos and photo sets of people turning school buses into like big campers. I've thought about it. It's pretty cool. It's like, a, it's pretty in these days. It's amazing the work people do. I, yeah. It blows my mind. School like, buses, man, I could never do that, no, but I'm going to watch this video. It,
0: it is amazing how crafty those damn people are mm-hmm. to transition a school bus into an RV, something that, that's totally livable. Yeah. Because school buses are pretty bare bones.
1: Well, yeah, you pull the seats out and you, you've got a bare blank canvas to work with.
0: Yeah, we do not give our children the best, most luxurious transportation solutions.
1: No, we've been putting them on like big tubes rolling without
0: seatbelts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that was, that was a thing, huh? No yeah. seatbelts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe that's different now, but as far as I know, absolutely not. With very limited supervision. Yeah. Like you have one adult all the way in the front, but at the back of the bus, anything goes.
1: I mean, that's probably like 60 kids, 70 kids. Yeah.
0: And, and like thinking about it, you have one adult to 60 kids. That back door is not locked. You could open that back door. Yeah. It does have the big emergency exit, which is scary enough for some kids. Yeah, sure. But like if it's a really rambunctious crowd, you know, 60 kids could take an adult pretty easy.
1: Well, then the kids who sit at the back of a bus typically are some of the more rambunctious types anyway. Yeah.
0: It's asking yeah, for trouble. You, yeah. You want to hide back there so you can do your your mischief, your mischievous mm-hmm. things that you do on the bus as, a, as an eight-year-old.
1: Yeah. Making rubber band balls, things like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, since we're talking about school buses, I would say that, uh, does that conclude this episode? It does. Uh, last thing we're going to do is I want to introduce our next Thursday guest. Next Thursday guest is Mr. Jake Schmidtline. He is our new chief people officer. We've talked about him. I guess we, we, we re talk about a lot of stuff on this podcast because I've said that quite a few times this episode now. Is We've already talked about that, oh, yeah. but this is it's new, new content. New mm-hmm. con- we just revisit. Jake Schmidtline, we explained he came on as chief people officer. He was from a John Deere dealer and he has a storied past in the dirt world and other industries. So we sat down at my dining room table and talked about his history in the dirt world and what he's doing at BuildWit now. So that is this week's guest. It's going to be a great one. Jake's awesome. It was a great it was a great episode We had a, great, we had a lot of fun um, and then I'm working on more interviews for other people down the road. I think podcast is going great, man.
1: having fun It's going great, but man, it is a lot of work turns so, out it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah, yeah, but thank goodness you're here. well, just think you were doing it by yourself just two months ago
0: and that's that's the funny thing about like a lot of stuff that we've hired people for, or you'll get help to do something and then you'll be sitting there. You're like, how the hell did I do that? How did, like, how the hell did I do all that? It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm, I'm grateful that we have help now. And those were great questions. Yeah. So if you want to send in, I've, I've had some DMs asking me, how do I send in questions? Well, let me tell you, just send an email to at buildwit.com. And it will go right to Mr. Alex. And mm-hmm. he will look at them to make sure it's not Garrett Wilson asking the question. Yeah, those I just forward to Aaron and say, uh, what you think, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so that's really the only constraint. But send, send an email to com with your questions or comments even. Or suggestions on what we should talk about. Because we are always desperately hungry for content. Yeah. As you can see by this episode, we just spent... Five minutes talking about school buses and how children could, in theory, take on a school bus driver. It could happen. A school bus coup. It's very, it's very realistic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, send in your emails and we will get to your questions and material. I'll be working on getting guests that people are recommending. I appreciate all the recommendations. I appreciate all the care and support that we have for the podcast. Keep sharing it with everybody you can share it with. I appreciate all the messages on social media lately, all the shares on social media lately, and we're just going to keep it rolling. Mm -hmm. Record numbers right now.
1: It helps to have twice as many podcasts per week, but it's still
0: our good number. Yes. We don't have to tell people that. Well. We can just brag about our numbers. Yeah. I don't have to tell people which numbers. Exactly. That's kind of what the government does. Yeah. I don't want to get political, but... (laughs) There's been some numbers that have been fudged in the past year. That's true that uh, they don't, have to, they don't have to tell you what numbers, they're numbers, and they're true, but are they true? Well, it's like taxes? And they say, "Hey, you
1: owe us a certain amount of money, and you're like, "How much and they won't tell you." And then yeah. you try to figure out how many and you pay it, and they say, "That's not enough. You go to jail." Hopefully they don't. Well, it's, it's what can happen
0: in many We're talking Americans about the worst case they're like, scenario. Oh, hey guy you paid us too much. So we're actually going to give you a check. Mm-hmm. And then people, they celebrate it as like them getting free money. But the funny thing is it's already m- money that was theirs that they paid to the government overpaid. That was a, f- a free loan for the government. To yeah, you. yeah. But they, but they view it as like a stimulus check. It's like, well, wow, great. This is just spending money now. It's like, mm-hmm. no, that, that, that's still your money, but it's, I'll, I'll, I'll stay off my soapbox on
1: that one. Sure. Um, I think that's it. I think we hit all the good pieces. Um, really thankful for all the questions uh, our listeners have sent in. Very very thankful. Um, if you're good, Aaron, I'm
0: good. I'm good. We'll see everybody on the next episode. And in the meantime, stay dirty. Stay dirty. Thanks, y'all.